0: I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the subway station, Manhattan is my destination train, each day I live is much the same, and I think what can I gain, living in this endless
1: game.
2: Yes, it's Homeward Bound on the Nahum Siegel Network. My name is Egal Siegel, and I'm very happy to present to you another great program about making Aliyah to the Holy Land of Israel. Each day looks the same to me. Lines and we have some great guests lined up for you today. A lot of great information about what's happening in Nefesh B'Nefesh here in Israel and, of course, in America. It's never too late to start planning. It's never too early to start planning. It doesn't make a difference how old you are, what you're doing. You can always move here. And Nefesh Benefesh is the address to help you move here. If you want to get in touch with anyone at Nefesh Benefesh with any specific questions, you call one 866 4 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H. my words come back to me, this life of me.
3: Like emptiness in harmony, I need Hashem to comfort
2: me. Homeward bound. I wish I was. Homeward bound. I love singing. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you, and we have um, some great guests coming up. and we will be back after this message
3: if you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land it's time to call nefesh benefesh 866 4 aliyah 866 the number 4 a l i y a h or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel nbn.org.il that's the nefesh benefesh website Head there now, nbn.org.il. All
2: right, welcome back, everyone, to Homeward Bound, the show about making aliyah to Eretz Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and I'm here on the Nahum Siegel Network every week to give you inspiration and information about making the big move to Israel. And I'm very happy to welcome to our airwaves today uh, Adina Schwartz. Adina is an employment, higher education, education specialist here in Nefesh Benefesh, and uh, we're happy to have her on the air. Adina, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's start off. Uh, we we did a, an interview recently with uh, with uh, someone who is uh, uh, who had just made aliyah and and, and became a, a member of the student body of Bar Ilan, and he was just giving us an idea of how life was for him in Bar Ilan and and how things were going for him uh, in general. When when someone makes aliyah right after right after high school, obviously they have to. Uh, consider going to the army, but if they want to come here to go to college, what exactly is available to them in terms of benefits when it comes to higher education?
0: Okay, well, that's really one of the one of the most exciting benefits of making Aliyah for young adults is that they can get three years of tuition assistance um, at a college or university in Israel if they choose to go to one of the programs that is a standard Israeli program, meaning it's taught in Hebrew then the OLED benefit will cover all of the tuition. If they choose to go to one of the international programs, which are semi-private and taught in English, then the tuition assistance will cover part of the tuition. Those programs are, are much more expensive. So, um, so
2: does the tuition okay. assistance cover, I'm sorry to interrupt, does that inter, does that cover just the tuition, or what about the expense of uh, housing and stuff like that? No, so just.
0: It covers tuition. Okay. It covers three years of tuition. And keep in mind that in Israel, a degree is three years, unlike in North America where it's four years.
2: Right. And uh, so there's nothing else. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously, as an OLE, so aliyah benefits are available for OLIM in general, whether it's uh, uh, a cash uh, a c- a cash benefit or or a housing benefit. But that's something else. That's nothing to do with the higher education benefit. That's just for tuition.
0: Exactly. I mean, there's certainly uh, different housing options depending on which university or college we will decide to, to study in. Some of the universities um, want to encourage students to live on campus. I know, for example, Hebrew University in Yerushalayim was giving a subsidy to students to live on campus because they wanted a greater presence on campus. But that's nothing to do with being an ole, right. but something an ole can only apply for as well.
2: Right. Now, in your experience and you've been dealing with this for a few years already, is there one or two universe are there one or two universities that are more appealing to and I'm talking about now the uh, Israeli universities. Obviously there are programs that are English speaking programs, but I'm not talking about English speaking programs per se. I'm speaking about uh, as a university, are there one or two universities that are more appealing for Olim from North America than others?
0: Sure. I'd say Bar is one of the most popular places to go and second to that will be IDC and also a bit of Hebrew University. I mean, Bar is particularly attractive to the kind of Orthodox students who want to feel kind of more comfortable on campus. Right. Um, and join the very big English speaking uh, student body on campus. So live in hebat well frequently. IDC also, because they have English speaking programs, but they also Hebrew programs, also attract um, Students, it's it kind of offer something different. It's a smaller campus, more intimate. Um, it kind of reminds me of kind of something in Vermont, because you know to kind of a small college feeling. <laughs> right. Um, and then Hebrew University, because a lot of Alim, I'd say the majority of Alim, want, want to be in Yeshivat and Hebrew University obviously you know, offers that that uh, that
2: possibility. Do you see any universities that are not on that list that are are becoming more attractive? That are like um, moving up in terms of. Uh their attractiveness to, to Olim from North America?
0: Well, there are colleges that some of the Olim go to. For example, Kiryat Ono, Mahonlev, Mahonpav. All of those are attractive because um, they're kind of more similar, again, to the Orthodox student who's looking for more of like a CERN, YU, TORO kind of atmosphere where it's separate campuses for men and women right? Um, and they offer good strong degrees and also they have enough English speakers there to give them that kind of comfort level in the beginning um, but I'd say if we move beyond those, ben Gurion University becomes a little bit more attractive. It's still not so common but, it, but it's known in Israel as having the best campus life of all and they're really working hard at trying to bring more and more students there not just for the university but just to develop the negative as a whole. So kind of a, you know, a grander motive. Um, there's a little bit of action there, but I wouldn't say that many. i say more towards those colleges I mentioned before. Kiryat Ono, Mikhala Haredit, you have Mithar and B'nei you have Mikhala Baitaga, Machon Tal, Machon Lev. Those kind of more smaller colleges, as I said before, the more similar feel.
2: Okay, we're speaking to Adina Schwartz, who... Uh is a higher education, education specialist for uh, for Nefesh Benefish and the employment department as well. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the employment department there. Um, one of the things that uh, obviously is something which does make a difference how old you are or what situation you are in life, uh, Hebrew speaking is something which has become um, – I would say one of the main reasons, honestly, and what I've seen in terms of dealing with people who want to make Aliyah, one of the main reasons that people are afraid of making Aliyah. Not necessarily that it stops them from making Aliyah, but it definitely adds to the fear factor in terms of what, uh, uh, of make, of making the big step to Israel. And, um, when it comes to higher education, as you mentioned before, obviously some of these uh, universities have English-speaking programs or English-speaking classes. Um, in general, what Nefesh Benefesh has started working in terms of, uh, the, the whole Hebrew language issue for Olim, what can you tell us about what uh, Nefesh is planning in terms of, or has started doing in terms of helping people with this uh, with this issue?
0: Okay, well, for, before I kind of say what we're trying to do, i, I just like to say something in general. You know, sure. I meet a lot of students um, who are, I should say, people are considering being students in Israel who already were students, were, you know, have the BA and they want to continue on for the Masters. And I really encourage people to kind of push themselves a little bit beyond their limits. I mean obviously if they come and they know no, no Hebrew at all to start studying it's gonna be almost impossible. But for those who've gotten, you know, twelve years of day school education, spent a year in Israel, they have a foundation, if they just spend a year in an old or a Mechina to really get their Hebrew up to speed, then they'll be able to learn in Hebrew and it will just be so much better for their klita, for their absorption in Israeli society and open up so many more professional opportunities. Um, So I really try to encourage people to kind of push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone because it will really be better for them in the short and long term. Okay, that's great. Now, as far as what Nefesh is trying to do, in order to help people work on their Hebrew before I give them a little bit better comfort level um, for when they actually come is to offer an online opan. We're actually starting it this Sunday night, February 23rd. Um, we're going to have two levels, one beginner and one intermediate. Um, and it's going to be one hour a week. It's going to be in our webinar format. Uh, we've been run, running webinars for years on um, all different topics. And the goal of the, this opan, this Hebrew class, is to help people with their conversational Hebrew. That you know, The reading comprehension, that's something, of course, very important, especially the university study. But just to give people a better sense of uh, ability to come and walk into the Makola, to the supermarket, to the health clinic, to a a school, and be able to get along and know what's going on, that I think will get people um, a a, a, feel better about about making Aliyah and help them get over that hump.
2: Is this an interactive class, or or, or it's a, it's a webinar that people can even access uh, when it's not live?
0: Well, it's interactive in a way that a virtual format can be interactive. Um, you know, you know, in the webinar format, you have your virtual hands. People right. can raise their hand and ask a question and respond. Um, it does have its limitations, of course, because you can have 20 people talking at once in this kind of format. Um, it's more kind of one-on-one or one-on-one-on-two. But... Um, but, but, it's again, this is kind of a pilot program, so we're going to see how it goes in this format, and maybe we'll have to adapt it. But for now, we've been doing a lot of testing. Actually, the teacher has been um, doing a lot of testing this week, different ways of getting, you know, discussed talking over, over uh, you know, online. It's going to work best.
2: That's great. And um, is there anything else being planned to do online? This is this is designed for what age, or, or just is it a certain level well, in terms of open?
0: It really was open to everyone. We sent it to, um, really all, all lean, all them on the way, I would call them. Right. Um, and the, the demographics range, I'd say 20 to 20 year olds to 70 year olds. Um, really was based on the on the interest level.
2: Okay, and um, are you planning, I, I heard recently that you're doing something for children as well.
0: Yes, we started this year a fantastic program with our National Service Volunteers at the Notchirut. They have been uh, Skype tutoring uh, Olim children in their first year of Aliyah and second year of Aliyah. They meet with them via Skype half an hour a week and help them with their homework, work with them on their Hebrew, We've gotten tremendous feedback on the program, both from the children and both from the parents. You know, the children will come back the next week all excited. You know, they'll they'll say to the to the national service volunteer, the Ruth, "You taught me that lesson, that 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 word, and the teacher used it in class, and I knew what it meant." That's great. Exciting. (laughs) That's great. It's really been wonderful. We hope to expand it next year when we start our new uh, new group of national service volunteers.
2: Has there been thought of trying to do that with uh, with families who are about to make Aliyah, or that's too difficult in terms of the time difference?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that would also be wonderful. There's a lot of things that we certainly could do to expand our Hebrew uh, teaching. But at this point, we really feel like we want to help give give. To those families in the first year, the first year is so hard. Right. With the children's school, they get some hours of help, and it's never enough. Um, so, uh, I know with my own personal experience, I met Alia 18 years ago, and I remember we had a girl came to our house, also, Batshe Shirut, once a week, and work with my two kids. And uh, I remember her more than many of the other teachers that my children had that year, because it just gave you this extra boost that you needed in that very difficult first year.
2: Well, that's great. I mean, it's it's really. Are there any other uh, projects being planned along these lines that uh, that you're working on now, or
0: uh as far as Hebrew goes?
2: No, in general. I mean, Hebrew obviously is 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 very very important, but uh, um, anything else in terms of uh, just uh, you. I mean, this. I want you to know this. In terms of me making Aliyah nine years ago, I would have I would have been so happy to have this available to us. Thank God, my sons went to. uh, and my daughters went to schools that were very, very, um, on top of helping them with their Hebrew. And thank God they've done well. But to have someone that, uh, you know, speaks their own language, understands them is such a, is such a, a big plus. And I think it's a, it's a program that's only going to get bigger and more, uh, and, and there's going to be more interest. So I hope you guys are ready to, <laughs> to get more interest on this one. Absolutely.
0: We're up for the task. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Adina Schwartz, uh, from the Employment Higher Education Education Specialist here at, uh, at Nefesh Benefesh. Adina, do you want to give anyone, uh, everyone your, uh, your email address in case sure, people want to pleasure. contact you about any of this, uh, that we've discussed?
0: Sure. You feel free to email me. It is A-S-W-A-R-T-Z, A-Schwartz at nbn.org.il.
2: Okay. A-Schwartz at nbn.org.il. You can email Adina about any of these questions we have about higher education, about colleges here, of course, about the Hebrew learning, um, whether it's online or the uh, webinars that are being offered starting February 23rd. Um, I, if you go to the nbn.org.io website, I'm sure there's information there under webinars where you can access the Hebrew learning and all the other great webinars that are available through Nefesh Benefesh. Adina Schwartz, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. All the
2: best. All right. Thanks a lot. This is Egal Siegel for Homeward Bound, and we'll be back right after this message.
3: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866 4 866, the number 4, A L I Y A H. Or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel. nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. All
2: right, welcome back, everyone, to Homeward Bound. This is Egal Siegel, and this is the show about making Aliyah to Israel here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, we are here at the uh, beautiful office of Nefesh Benefesh in Givat Sho'ul of Yerushalayim, and uh, we are here with uh, post Aliyah advisor Miriam Naiman. Who has been working for Nefesh for how long now, Miriam? Nine years. Nine years, Hara. Welcome to our program, Miriam. Thank you. Okay, Miriam is, uh, is a resident expert on, uh, on many different things when it comes to post-aliyah. First of all, in general, a post-aliyah advisor is there for what purpose?
1: To make sure that nobody falls through the cracks upon their aliyah. We're sort of like the catchers when you come down the steps of the plane and w- my department divides the region into Every neighborhood that you might be living in, you have a postal liaison advisor to be in touch with you. But not only for them to be in touch with you, for you to be in touch with them. Questions that come up, concerns, worries that you're having, things don't work out the way you were hoping. You're thinking about moving communities, whatever the case may be, as per the individual.
2: Okay, very good. So now we want to speak uh, today. We we've, we've had conversations uh, on the show with uh, retirees here in Israel, and. Uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to discuss was something which is, is something that my family has dealt with personally, which is uh, bringing elderly people to Israel. Elderly meaning not necessarily sick and infirm, but including that. And people who are uh, well into their 80s or, or even in their 90s already, whose family has decided to move to Israel, and they want to be with their family. And uh, the question is exactly what is available for them in terms of services, in terms of anything that, uh, Um, that they need that they would for that specific population. So let's start off. First of all, is there any area that you see in Israel when it comes to to living here that's more, um, it's more set up to handle an elderly person, whether someone, let's say, who's not holding by a nursing home, let's say, but someone who's, uh, obviously needs help? Um, here we, uh, you know, uh, I know that my wife's grandmother now has a Filipino lady who's, who lives with her. Is there Are there areas in Israel which are better equipped to handle that type of situation than others?
1: So sometimes, Eagle, it's not only about the Oleh, him or herself, but when any family member is joining existing family members in Israel, it's important to look at the services that are going to be available for the whole family. So, for example, sometimes a person in their 80s or 90s may, at that point in time, need some... Um, elder care assistance a couple of hours a week for helping with shopping helping with things and these are services available within the country either through bitu akhlumi the national insurance institute right given eligibility for needs hours will be designated by the bituach le'umi for someone to receive that care. But it goes beyond that because then you're dealing with an agency and you want to be able to deal with an agency who's going to be English-speaking, not only, again, for the needs of the ole, but for the supporters of that ole, usually for the adult children. AACI has wonderful services in terms of supporting a whole family, the needs of the adult children, helping out the ole himself. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the ole, and their needs at 80s and 90s. And really, IGA, we see such a huge... Um Increase in the percentages of mature only making Aliyah today. I like to divide it into three categories. We have empty nesters, people in their 50s who have raised their children and are realizing their dreams. Perhaps from Bnei Akiva, perhaps from camp,
0: right. perhaps
1: from whatever they wanted in their past, and now they're able to actualize that dream. Some of them leaving all of their children behind. Some of them splitting, leaving some joining others, and some of them having that schut, that honor of joining children here. Then we have the younger, older sector, people who are maybe within uh, 60 to 75, who are very active, active retirees. And they are so busy, their children here can never find them when they're talking (laughs) on the telephone. They're at the university. They are in classes. They are at wherever they're doing, whatever they're doing. And then we have the more mature sector, the 82. I actually have to include Mr. Eisner, who had this past year at 103. Wow. On his own two feet, calling me with his questions. He has uh, a son living in Jerusalem, and he is where he is living. That is where he is living. Wow. So, 103. 103. So look, Ego, you are never too young, <laughs> and you are never too old.
2: So, so let's go for a second. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the, um, the second group that you mentioned. So when you're talking about people in their sixties, uh, seven, early seventies, or even beyond that, as you just mentioned, you know, you have the pe- person here is 103 who's still actively, uh, taking care of himself. So, um, we had, uh, we, 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 we did a show recently with retirees and, and, and one of the things that we saw was that, uh, people who have a special interest, whether it's something that they developed in the States or wherever they come from, or it's something that they are always wanted to pursue, they're able to, they are able to find things to do here. Absolutely. And as you that just question. mentioned, there's some, some people who are so busy that their kids never even see them. Um, the question is, what uh, is it? AACI again? That would help in terms of, let's say, someone who's not sure that uh, if they have a hobby or something that they want to pursue, or they want to they want to volunteer for a stuck organization or something like that. Is that something that Nefesh uh, can help with, or is that something that other organizations can help with as well? Who would they turn to if they come here and they want to they want to spread their wings and do stuff here in Israel?
1: So there are there are so many different avenues that a person can turn to. As I mentioned earlier, my department is in touch with Enole minimally monthly upon their arrival. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to somebody and I'm hearing that they're looking for something to do or just in the course of conversation, I may begin to suggest volunteer organizations or types of volunteerism here in Israel, of which there are many. In fact, um, on March 20th here in our office, we're going to be having a whole seminar on volunteer opportunities in the greater Jerusalem area. That's good to know. What time is that? That's at, uh, I think, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's on the NBN calendar site. Anybody can register for it great um so so there are volunteer opportunities that abound and everybody likes to volunteer with something else some people even come with some background in Hebrew and we try to integrate them into the greater Israeli population through a different office that we work with through the office for the elderly connected with the government to integrate that person who might have a knowledge of Hebrew who wants to really work not only with English speakers not only in a museum or with children or in a food center or something like that but really in the greater world of the country and and services that the country offers There are, AACI has a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different social opportunities that they, um, that they will connect you with in terms of lectures, in terms of what's happening around town. So you asked earlier, Yigal, if there are some cities that work better than other cities. So we can look at the major cities that used to be considered the centers for new olim. If we start with Jerusalem, and you continue on to Beit Shemesh and Modiin and Raanana, Netanya. But this really isn't quite as set as it used to be. I really must include Nahariya in the north as a growing center where we have a lot of active retirees. A oh, great ulpan there. It's by the beach. It's affordable. People really finding themselves in terms of what to do and and settling. With the lifestyle that they are familiar with and that they're comfortable with, and now that's growing in Beersheva with a growing amount of active retirees who are looking for more of a desert life, a sunnier life, a right. warmer life, um, a, a lower cost of living, so that a lower cost of living so that they are actually able to use their pension money in and the things that they want to enjoy more, whether that's a lifestyle here, whether that's travel throughout the country, whatever it is that they like to do. The Open University in the South, the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. There are really so many things that a person can choose from should they want to choose from them. And then I meet some people who are not as... Proactive, they're not ready to say hi, be my friends, um, and so we try to do things together, to think of things together that they might be able to do.
2: Yeah, we had a conversation with uh, Win and Sue Robbins, who I'm sure you know from Beit Shemesh. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, so we, uh, everyone who uh, has not heard that show, um, I believe it's the February 18th show uh, that uh, aired recently about uh, their experience retiring to Israel. They uh i mean it was it was it was tiring just listening to them but uh, it was obvious that uh that they came obviously because they have children here but besides that they've really you know they've really connected to a lot of different organizations a lot of different things happening uh they have a photography hobby which uh is very very valuable to a lot of different organizations and they've been very very active and it's something to listen to because um and th- and this couple is in their 80s which i was shocked when i heard that at the end of the interview you can hear me being shocked when i heard that how old they were because uh, again, that just they sounded much younger in terms of what they're doing, and it just showed that there's a lot of different opportunities that uh are available here for for people like that who who wanna stay active uh despite the fact that they're moving away from what they're used to and they're moving away from their careers. Obviously they're retired but uh there's a lot to do here besides being with family, which you know a lot of people do make the move because of that but uh there is a lot to do for them just uh in terms of the...
1: So I'd like to add yeah, two ahead. examples to that, Yiga. <laughs> sure. Um, one is in Ola, who came from Toronto. She was a Holocaust survivor, a bit on the older side, in her young 80s. And weekly in Toronto, she went to something called Cafe Europa. And this was a weekly get-together for other people who were Holocaust survivors living in Toronto. There was nothing like that set in Israel, or in Jerusalem, I should say. In English. And I connected her daughter with somebody who ran programming in one of the community centers. And just last week, they finally had their first meeting, very successful, of English speakers who were Holocaust survivors. The previous ones were only in Hebrew. Uh-huh. And now, through her daughter's um, ability to be a little bit out there, a little bit proactive the mom is now able to enjoy what she was used to. Another great example of volunteerism is sometimes people have talents. They know Yiddish. They play musical instruments, different things. So, again, I can think of a particular example, a woman also, again, in her upper years herself, in her late 70s, and she knew Yiddish, and she was a, a drama queen of sorts, and she appealed Melabev, which is an organization that has day centers and a very broad-based organization for people with dementia and Alzheimer's, and she offered herself as a volunteer to sing with people in Yiddish, and so successful, I can't tell you. It's, it's a win-win situation.
2: Right, right, and th- there's a lot of stories like that, and it's, it's so nice to see the people who are coming here. It, there's so much for them to do, and and it doesn't make a difference, you know, what age they are. They they have the opportunity to 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 join any type of organization, which is uh, something which they're interested in, something that the, the organizations are interested in having their talents. But we see that, uh, definitely over the years, I'm sure you've seen from experience that how many people have been able to have very fulfilling lives here as retirees. And even if, uh, you know, we go to the next slav, the next step, which is, you know, being in your eighties and nineties, maybe a little, a little, uh, infirm. Um, but, uh, they, they still have opportunities here to, to enjoy life. Um, Absolutely. like they, they, like they used to have in North America. Well, this has been very enlightening. Thank you very much to Miriam Naiman for joining us. Miriam again can be reached, uh, miriam at nbn.org.il is her, uh, email address. Or Let is me it? just
1: correct you. You Uh-oh. It's M like Miriam. <laughs> M
2: is Miriam.
1: N-A-I-M-A-N. Okay,
2: so M Naiman, M-N-A-I-M-A-N at nbn.org.il. If you have any questions which pertain to this topic that we discussed or anything that might have to do with post aliyah. uh, that's a, uh, that's one of the addresses to, to go to is Miriam Naimans and also that, uh, uh, if you have any questions in general about Aliyah, uh, you can be in touch with anyone at the website at nbn.org.il with any specific questions you have about the Aliyah process. Again, thank you to Miriam. This is Igal Siegel and we'll be back with Homeward Bound right after this message.
3: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh 866-4-Aliyah. 866, 866 the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H. Or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel. nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now. nbn.org.il.
2: Well, this is Egal Siegel, and you've been listening to another great edition of Homeward Bound here in the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, everybody.